Hey, what's up, buddy? Nothing. Alright, here we go. Hey, guys, welcome back to another edition of On the Falling. And guess who's back with me tonight? It's Mr. Matthew Morello, my friend. How are you? I am sore and I'm tired, but I'm here. Hey, you know, as long as you're dedicated, that's all that matters. Hey, right. so we we got to talk a little bit about last week's games, because there were a, a lot of good ones. Uh, a lot uh, of great, a lot of great games, and I, I gotta say, I didn't really, uh, the, the whole San Diego traveling out east didn't yeah. really teach me anything. I mean, they, they did beat Harrisburg 7-5. Um, the next night they did go to Baltimore and they right. they, they really fell large. apart a little bit, losing nine to five. Well, here's the thing: before we dive too deep into this, because I have insights on this, but first of all, I believe you beat me in the picks last week. Yes. Ah, I don't know. I I can tell you one thing: I you did beat. Did beat me in fantasy soccer. So well, I, I, mean, I, I we got you that. know what? You know what? I had to rebound after last week because you beat me last week. Yes. So I had to, or not last week, but the week before, rather. Yeah, but I think I did beat you in picks this week. I know I took Tacoma over Monterey, which was wait, hey, I, you know what? Credit to Tacoma because I I was thoroughly convinced that Monterey had that game. I really was. So, yeah, that was. I mean, that was an interesting, an interesting game, and and I'm sure we'll get into the the whole the whole thing uh, later yeah. on. But yeah, it was it was quite a good weekend for for indoor soccer. Yeah, it was. I mean. No more undefeated teams, but you know, if I honestly, if I'm on a raid, like you said, I'm not gonna go too much into it now. But if I'm on a raid, it's better for me to get that monkey off of my back now rather than in the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. So if I'm on a raid, I'm saying, okay, so we didn't go undefeated, but you know what, we. We're still number one in the Western Conference. Absolutely, I so, mean they're they're in they're in good shape for. Oh, see how excellent shape. All right, where do you want to start? I'll let you start off, and I'll kind of follow your lead. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about um, let's go back to San Diego, Harrisburg, and Baltimore. Let me ask you. Which team impressed you the most this weekend? Out of the entire weekend? No, I'm talking. Let, no, I'm, yeah, I'm talking the, the three teams I just mentioned. Well, I mean, I wasn't exactly surprised at the outcome with San Diego and Baltimore because San Diego was just coming off of. A game, I believe they played Ontario the night before. Or maybe I had my dates completely mixed up, which is entirely possible. Um, 
but you know me, it's that San Diego game. I I wasn't surprised that Baltimore kind of dominated that game. Um, I guess if I had to pick a team that impressed me the most, I would probably say Harrisburg. I I I like Harrisburg, and you and I have said it's going to come down to that last spot between Baltimore and Harrisburg. That's just the way it's going to be, I think. And if I'm Harrisburg, I feel really good about getting that win last week. Absolutely. I, You know, I, I'm going to completely agree with you on that. I, I was going to say Harrisburg had a chance to win that game against San Diego. And they should have. Absolutely. It was a very, very close game. And, I mean, hats off to Harrisburg for for making it a very, very close game. And then beating Baltimore was just icing icing on the cake, I think. And my first thought, because, again, we we talk about this literally almost every week. We say it's going to come down to Harrisburg and Baltimore. So... If I'm Harrisburg, I feel really good about getting that win. Because if you can do it now, you can do it in the playoffs. That's that's just you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I, I'm I'm really impressed with Harrisburg, but at the same time I know what Baltimore's capable of. You know, we all know what Baltimore's capable of, but it's just they, it seems as though they're a little off this season. I don't know what it is. They just seem like they're not winning games that you would think they would win. And they're winning games that you don't expect them to win. Like, yeah, I think, I'll be honest, I picked Baltimore to beat San Diego, but I honestly thought going into it that San Diego could very well beat Baltimore, so yeah, I, I mean, and it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, what is it next week? Two weeks when they play in San Diego. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting what happens in that game. Well, and what I'm really interested to see is how is Harrisburg going to match up with Milwaukee when they play Milwaukee here in a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely going to be some interesting matchups here in the next few weeks. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I I completely agree. You know, and I I will get in, into this more later on as well. But I think one of the things I'm really curious to hear your opinion about is how you thought Rochester looked against Milwaukee because. I went on record as saying I thought they looked really good, but again, we'll we'll get into that a little later. But you know, yeah, as far as those three teams, I, I gotta take Harrisburg if I have to choose one out of the three teams. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it, it was a an interesting uh, scenario for San Diego. I mean, playing back to back games against teams from the the East, and um, I mean. Yeah, they played. They played great 
the first night against Harrisburg, and then they just I don't know if it was if it was just not enough rest or or if they were just not used to the field or, or what, but well, and it makes it interesting because I think Frank Elston said it best. He said, you know, not only are we playing teams here in the U.S., but we got two games in Mexico in these, in these next seven road games. So, you know, it'll be interesting to, to see how San Diego kind of does in this road trip because I went on record to say I think this weekend not weekend, but this road trip is really going to show us what San Diego really is, because we know they're good, but anytime you're going to play nine games on the road, it's really going to test you as a team. Absolutely. I, I, I completely agree. Alright, well, what do you want to talk about next, buddy? Um, is, let's, this, I mean... This is all you. What? Okay, so... Besides, okay, let's let's talk league wide. Yeah. Who who impressed you the most this week? Exactly. It could be a player, it could be a team. You know, here's the thing. Um, I'll give you both. I'll give you a team and a player. I, I'll well, I'll give you three things actually, just because I'm that nice of a guy. Well, look at you. Um, so, as a team, I, I gotta say, I've been impressed with Tacoma. I mean, anytime you can go against a Monterey team that's undefeated, and we, we can talk about the Afghan that they really played, but you and I both, well, I'm not gonna say that because we disagreed on the pick, but, you know, I, I think I expected Monterey to win the game. You said that Corbo was going to win the game, and you were right. And I was really impressed with the way that they were able to really handle uh, Monterey in that game. It was just, to me, it was in, it was impressive, and I got to give them credit because if I was going to choose a game that Monterey was going to lose, it wouldn't have been that game. If I'm going to be entirely honest with you, um, as far as player, I'm going to give you two of them. Um, my first is Andrew Wiedemach. Andrew Wiedemach had probably one of his best games as a member of the Milwaukee Way. And he played really well. <coughs> And he's not typically a guy that gets a lot of goal-scoring opportunities, but he really stepped up. And, you know, even though it was against the Lancers, it was, he stepped up when he needed to, and that, that, that's what he was really supposed to do when he did his job. So credit to him for making an impact for the way when... We had a scratch list that was, quite frankly, a mile long. Um, you know, we had guys step up. We got to see Walmer in goal a little bit, which 
By the way, I was really impressed with Volmer when he wouldn't go lie. I like Volmer as a keeper, and if he gets a chance in Milwaukee, I think he could be a really good keeper. Um, just as a side note, but my third player that I'm going to point out is the one and only Ricardo Carvalho, just because what he did for Hannah really... That was a really special moment to see. Well, at that, I mean, yeah. Not, and that's, and I mentioned this in MSL off the wall. That's, that's the reason why I love this, this sport. The, the way that, Absolutely. The, the, the interaction I, I had with him that day. And then, uh, he kind of, it, it's kind of funny. If you, if you asked him, I, I think he kind of took that goal for Robert Acosta, but <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. But it was it, it was definitely special, not just for myself, but but for Hannah as well. Well, yeah, I mean, we all know that Ricardo is Hannah's favorite player. So true. Um, you know, before we go any further, I I just had a question for you, just personal person, personal opinion here. Um, how many players throughout? the NASL do you think are going to give a little tribute to Kobe this week? Well, yeah. I, I mean, we've, we've seen it already um, in the uh, Monterey. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, you I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if we, we saw several players um, doing that. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how many, but... You know, when I was doing my interview with my buddy Chris Mormon, and I don't know if you know who that is, but he was a player for the Milwaukee Wave back, oh, I, 13 years ago, and... He asked me a question, and I'm going to pose to you the same question. Who in this league do you think would have the same amount of, what's the word I'm looking for? Who do you think makes just as big of an impact as, okay, basically, who is the Kobe Bryant of the NASL? I mean, I hate to use his name because of the circumstances, but I'm just saying, who in the MASL do you think has the impact that Kobe does? Because I can give you a name right away, and I'll give you the same name that I gave yesterday. He doesn't. I mean, it's tough. It's really tough. I mean, it's a person that... I mean, if if you're going to ask me right now, I mean, off the top of my head... I'm gonna say Ian Bennett. And yeah. I, I think I think he is that impact player, but also is like a really, really good role model for kids. I actually went with a guy that's not playing anymore and I went with Michael King. That that to me would be the the, the guy if if I had to go with a guy that's not playing anymore but still had 
a major, major impact on the game of, of indoor soccer, it would definitely have to be Michael. But yes, as far as present-day players go, I completely agree with you. I think Ian Bennett would probably be the guy that you go to. And it's interesting because after it happened, Ian and I were talking a little bit about it, and he said, man, I cried. I said, yeah, don't feel bad. I did too. I, I grew up watching Kobe when I was a little kid, you know, I watched him since I was like probably six, seven years old, so he had a big impact on me for sure, um, but yeah, so, I mean, okay, so I'm going to ask you the same question that you asked me, if, if you had to name a player or a team league-wide that impressed you the most, this last week, who do you think it, who or what team would it be? Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you did, and, and I'm gonna do a team and a player. I'm gonna do the player first, and I mean it shouldn't shock anyone who I'm gonna pick. I mean he had a, an amazing game, but it's gonna be Leo Gibson uh, from Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six goals um, and leading his team to victory against. I mean, yeah, it was against Rochester. But at the same time, I mean, six goals is, is a pretty, uh, pretty formidable. Uh, no, yeah, I agree with you. And I, you know, the first thing I thought of going into that game was how tired is Rochester going to be after they just get done playing a very, very good Milwaukee team? But I think, you know, you kind of saw what the outcome was and I think you know I'm not making excuses for them you still have to be able to play but that being said you know it's very difficult to play against Milwaukee and then not even 12 hours later you're playing against a very good Kansas City team so yeah I do agree with you I think Leo had a phenomenal game, but I also think he was facing a very tired Rochester team. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, so the team. I mean, you could you could pick. I mean, yeah, I could I could pick Tacoma as well. Um, but I won't. Um, it's tough. I mean, Florida had a pretty impressive win over St. Louis. Um, but St. Louis is coming off of a back-to-back game, so yeah. they were a little tired as well. Um, I mean, you could say Milwaukee, but they scored 15 goals on Rochester. Well, and I mean, here's the thing: and even that game, they scored, I believe it was nine goals in the second half. So. You know, it's, um, it's... but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Florida. Um, I think, I mean, keeping St. Louis to one goal is is pretty good. I mean, yeah, I I have to say, if I was to pick one thing from that game that really surprised me, it's the fact that St. Louis only scored once. Yep. I mean, so that's I mean that's. Those are my choices right there. No, I I agree with you, and I think it just 
you know, it just proves how good Florida really is. I mean, we all we all knew that on paper they had probably the best team in the league, but to put what's on paper onto the floor is a little bit different. And I think I'll I'll be the first to say Florida has surprised me a little bit this season. You know, late I. If I was anybody else, it's like I said with Ricardo, I said, if I'm anybody else playing the Florida Tropics in the playoffs, I'm scared. I am genuinely scared to play Florida. I mean, how, oh, could, absolutely. how could you not be? Yeah, I, I, I think you're looking at I mean, it's it's the halfway point, so it's it's tough for us to say this. But um, I mean, the Eastern Conference, any team right now would be a hard out. Um, yes. The Western Conference is a is a different story, but I'm sure the cream will rise to the top, and we'll see yes. teams start to solidify themselves in the playoffs. Well. But, and I I can't remember who said this. I it was one of the announcers actually. I believe it was Tom Wynn and Tenzin Rato who said, you know, you look at that Eastern Conference and seven out of eight of those teams or I'm sorry, eight out of nine of those teams could be playoff teams. You know, that's just that just proves to you how good that conference really is because, you know, you got Florida, you got Milwaukee, you got Utica, you got Baltimore, you got Harrisburg. St. Louis has been playing very well. Kansas City, they play, they put together some good games. So, I mean, with the exception of Rochester, I think, as you said, Eddie, anybody you play would be a really really tough out okay I yeah. have to I have to ask you because I'm gen- genuinely curious either you're typing the longest email I've ever heard in my life or you're starting to write a book why it genuinely sounds like you are typing something on a computer oh no no well, I am, uh, I am, I am uh, actually, it's funny, I'm actually sitting here playing video games. <laughs> that, okay, then that's the control flick that I hear. That is the control flick. What are you playing? Just uh, of- Doom. That's a great game. Are you playing on the PC? Uh, no, PS4. They have Doom for the PS4. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. You know, man, I, I did not... I would not look at you and be like, that's a video game guy. Well, I love video games. Well, that's good to know because I love video games. Yeah, um, I've, I've, I've played video games since I was a kid, so it's... Oh, back in the Atari days, huh? Yep. Pretty much. Pretty I, much. I was kind of joking with you, but okay. Well, no, it, no, you're absolutely right. Um, but yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I, I, I think, you know, you look at any of those teams in that Eastern Conference, and you're thinking, wow, any of these teams, with the exception of Rochester, could be a playoff team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you, you look at, I mean, top to, top to bottom right now, I, I think the Eastern Conference is a little better. But you have two of the hottest teams in San Diego and Monterey out in the West. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, okay, we look at... Let me ask you a question about that Baltimore-San Diego game. We saw that Baltimore beat San Diego at CQ Arena. Right. So, hypothetically, if that's the championship game... And it's played in San Diego. Do you think San Diego wins? Uh, well, here's the thing. It's funny you mention that because, I mean, in a couple weeks, we're going to see Baltimore and San Diego play against each other. In San Diego. In San Diego, exactly. So, and it's funny. I, I mean, I'm going to give you my pick now. I'm going to take San Diego in that one. I, I'm absolutely taking San Diego. It, it's very hard to beat a San Diego team at home. And, you know, when you look at Baltimore, yeah, they beat San Diego at home, but how much merit can you really put into that after San Diego would played a really good Harrisburg team? And then you turn around and not only you have to play Baltimore, but you have to play Baltimore on a match by field. So exactly, exactly. So I, I think you're going to see San Diego come out and, and avenge that loss uh, in Baltimore. Absolutely. And if you look at Baltimore, you know you look at this week, and this is a really good opportunity for them to kind of make their way up the standings, if you will, because, you know, if you look at their schedule, I think they play Orlando, and then they play, I want to say, Rochester. I believe you're right, yeah. I mean, you probably have the schedule when we make our picks, but... Yeah, it's Orlando. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Orlando, and then it's Rochester, so... Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, Harrisburg also has a game. I think they play St. Louis, but I, I don't have the schedule right in front of me right now. But, right. Um, yeah, I I haven't really looked at the schedule that much, but I will. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit about that Milwaukee game? Because I seem to be the only one that really thinks that Rochester actually played it. A halfway decent game in that first half, and then you know the wheels kind of fell off a little bit in that second half. I mean, obviously they gave up nine goals and they only scored one. So yeah, I mean, Rochester's one of those teams where I think if you give them or if they have four solid quarters, they they can stay in. Uh, a match like that. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things that they they did very well is they dropped 
very deep defensively to the point that it was really difficult for Milwaukee to really do anything in that first half. And and when I joked with you, uh, well, no, I didn't joke with you, I joked with Adam, and I said, dude, I just saw that we're losing. And I said, don't tell me what happened, but I just saw that we're losing. And I'm like, and once Rochester got the lead, I'm like, oh no, oh no. And then that second half came, I'm like, okay, I feel better, obviously. But, you know, it's just, I got to give Rochester credit. I really have to give Rochester credit because they played a really good game that first half. It was a really entertaining first half. And, you know, hopefully this is a sign that we're starting to see this Rochester team kind of put things together. Even if it, even if it doesn't translate to wins, can you at least stay in a couple of games? Because they've been in a couple of games already this season, but then it seems as though the common theme always is that the wheels kind of fall off. So, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that this is kind of the beginning of <coughs> seeing a new version of Roger, if you will. Um, yeah, I, but I mean, I, I think you're going to see steady improvements from Rochester this season. I, I'm not exactly sure if if it's going to happen like right away or end of the season. But right. they're going to improve. They're they are going to win a game or two. It's. <laughs> It's definitely going to happen. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I want to be right there with you, but I, I'll put it to you this way. I would not at all be surprised if Rochester does not win a game. And I don't want anybody to think that I'm, hating on Rochester because I like Rochester. I want them to do well. I don't think anybody wants to see a team go 0-24, but I I wouldn't be surprised if it if it actually happens. I mean, I really, really hope it doesn't. I want Rochester to win at least one because I think they would kind of set a record if they didn't, to be quite honest. Uh, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. I asked you, I said, when's the last time we saw a team go without a win in the season? And I don't think either one of us knew the answer to that question. So it has, it has to be something that has not happened in a long time. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I, on paper, this Rochester team looks like they could, you know, actually win some games, but it's just, 
the execution right now just isn't there, and that's the problem. Is and I, I spoke about this too. I believe it was. I don't think it was with you. I think it was actually a comment that I made on a post. I said the problem with Rochester, I think, is. Once they get down by five or six, seven goals, they kind of get defeated and they kind of stop playing. Because even against Milwaukee, that first half was very close. But then you give up nine goals in the second half. Most of those goals were actually in the fourth quarter. I don't remember the exact number, but I know that most of them were in the fourth quarter. So, do you think maybe it's a case of, hey, we get down and we don't know how to get back up type of thing? Or is this, do you think it's an energy thing? Do you think it's a lack of focus? What do you think is the Achilles heel for this Rochester team because it, it seems as though they could start out games really well but then by the end it's the same old Rochester story. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to chalk it up, I mean, to, to inexperience and, and it's going to yeah. I, I think you're going to see that. You're going to see them I mean, starting off games really well, but then towards the end, you're, you, I think they're gonna, you're gonna see teams starting to kick it up a notch, and they're they're not used to it. I mean, there's guys that haven't played in the MASL before, so. Well, and the other thing I look at it too is a lot of what people don't understand, or maybe they do. I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but there's a a lot of people that don't understand that 80% of the Rochester lineup is local guys from Rochester that, or from New York that have never played the game. So I, I 100% agree with you. I think there really is kind of an element of inexperience there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, here's the other thing, too. I really think that if you look around the league, there's been plenty of people that, you know, they they come into the league, they have no idea what they're doing, and then a few years later, they're superstars. So, you know, if Zachary Sam could keep that core group together... You're going to see a really, really much, a much better Rochester team in the next couple of years. I completely agree. I I, 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 agree. I, I would not at all be surprised if in the next three or four years, or even maybe one or two years, depending on how, uh, how quickly the learning curve takes place, but I would not... I'd all be surprised that in the next one to three years, you were like at Rochester as a playoff team. Because again, 
it's very difficult for players to come in that have never played to learn the game of soccer, indoor soccer. I mean, you know, even if you're playing 24 games a season, sometimes that's not enough to really grasp the way the ball bounces, the way you have to design your plays, the way you have to be able to um, anticipate where, where your teammates are going to be on the field. You know, there's just so many different aspects of this indoor game that new players have to learn. And I, I, I'm not at all surprised that we're seeing what we're seeing in Rochester right now. I mean, if, I, if I'm going to be honest, I thought they might have one or two wins by now. But, you know, as we both said, it, it's a learning curve. It's lack of experience. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see them improve. I really do. I mean, Rochester is one of those teams that I genuinely want to do well just because they have such a fantastic fan base. <clears throat> oh, I completely... Uh, that that environment is, is amazing. And I can't wait for them to put, like, an amazing product on the on the field for the oh field. yeah oh yeah absolutely it's once you see a good team on that field that you see that arena fill up like and they're really into it there's there's not gonna be anything like it I I if I wasn't so far away I would definitely go to the rock dome to see it get Absolutely. Um, all right, buddy. So, what else? You wanna do? You wanna do picks now? Sure, we can do that. All right. Ugh. All right. So, I know the first game off the top of my head. I gotta. I gotta move. Um. Oh, it's right in front of me. Um. Tomorrow night, I know Orlando is traveling to Baltimore to face the Blast. I do know that. You know, here's the thing. As much as, you know, now that you bring up Orlando, did you happen to see... I was was scrolling past uh, YouTube the other day, and I happened to run past something that said an interview with, with Draxler. And it's a good, I would say it's a good, I want to say it's like, I don't know how long it was, but it was really lengthy. And he's basically talking about the end of last year going into this year and what made him decide to come back and what was going on with Orlando. Did you happen to see that at all? I saw. I didn't. I didn't sit and, and listen to the the interview. I heard it was really good, but yeah, it, it was. It was really good. And you know, is you know, I hear a lot of people say, you know, if people knew what was going on with Orlando, they would be much more sympathetic to the fact that Orlando is not very good this year. But 
I, you know, I try not to get into the politics of the MASL, but it's got to be quite similar to kind of what Mississauga went through because, you know, yes, they had ownership there, but they, they had to leave the league because of poor business decisions and Orlando, they had a coach who just, an owner who just walked out of them. So, you know, I'm not surprised that Orlando's not doing very well this season, but, you know, what's very interesting, let's not forget who shocked the world when they beat Baltimore last time. That's true. It's very um, true. Yeah, I Orlando, I mean, Orlando's only victory this season is against Baltimore. Of course, it was in Orlando, but I mean, they're, they're I, I mean, I'll put it quite simply. Do I think it's going to happen again? No. I think you're looking looking at a Baltimore team that quite frankly is starting to play really well. Yes, they lost uh, against uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Harrisburg. Excuse me. Um, And they're coming off a loss and I think that's only going to make them want to play better. And quite frankly, I'll be honest with you, I, 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 I think that if you look at the situation, right, it's kind of a must win for, for Baltimore because if they don't win, you know, you're facing a Harrisburg team that if they do well against Milwaukee and somehow they beat Milwaukee, which is entirely possible, uh, you know, they, they're, they're going to be in good shape in that fourth playoff spot. So if, if Baltimore really wants to make the playoffs, I think you have to consider this game against uh, Orlando a must-win game. In fact, if I was to, if I was to be quite frank, I think that these these back-to-back games, because I believe the second one is against Rochester. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if it is, then I would consider both of those games must-win games. Here, here's the thing. Yeah, I, I think Baltimore is now... I mean, for, for Baltimore fans that, that want to push the panic button again, hold off because their schedule does get a little easier. Um. They still, I mean, they have games against Rochester, Orlando, and then they do have some against Harrisburg. But th- those games, they have to win. Yeah. Um, no, I... So I, I, I think right now, Baltimore definitely needs to start playing like a playoff team. Oh, yeah. Because if they don't, I mean, Harrisburg, if, if they keep going the way they're going, Baltimore's on the outside looking in. Well, and like you said, I, I think you're looking at these two games and 
Okay, assuming that they do well, which I'm not going to assume anything in the MASL anymore, but assuming that they do well in these weekend games, like you said, they have a couple games <coughs> with Harrisburg. You have to take one of those two games to put yourself in a good position, right? And then you have San Diego in San Diego. If you can win these games this weekend and you can take one out of two from Harrisburg, that puts you in a pretty damn good position. Absolutely. I I like you said, if Baltimore wants to be treated as a playoff team, they need to start playing as though they're a playoff team. Absolutely. I I can forgive... I can almost forgive the fact that you lost to Harrisburg because I think a lot of people are sleeping out of Harrisburg right now. And I, I, think, I agree. And I think that's a huge mistake. I think that's a huge mistake to sleep on a Harrisburg team that's actually really good with Gibson, Francis... You know, they have guys that can score. So, I mean, it, it's... And they... For the most part, they play really good defensive soccer, too. So, I think, you know, if I Baltimore... I look at this game uh, in Orlando, or I'm sorry, in Baltimore, against Orlando, I look at that as a must-win, and I think they will. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. I mean, it's... It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to to see how Baltimore reacts. I mean, we've never seen Baltimore in the spot before where no. we're halfway we're halfway through the season and they're five hundred. Yeah, no, this is definitely uncharted territory for the Baltimore Blast, and I think you know again we're looking at games now where if I. Kelly and I'm Bascom. I I'm saying, hey guys, we we're not in panic mode, but we're in must win mode at this point. Yep, absolutely. So let's. I mean, let's since we're on the topic of Baltimore, they play the next night against Rochester. So I'm assuming you're going Baltimore on this one. I am. I mean, okay. you know. But here's the thing. I will say this. If you look at Rochester against Milwaukee, their formula for success. Because it's in both Oh, wait. Hang on a second. I stand corrected. It's not in Baltimore. So get this. Okay, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. So Baltimore plays in Orlando on Thursday. Then they travel to Rochester to play the Lancers in Rochester. I don't think it changes my opinion. Um, you know, I don't think, obviously. yeah, it's not going to change mine either. But I thought, I thought Baltimore was playing at home. I was just going to say, if if it was at home against Rochester, Rochester's formula has, especially against. The wave is get into that deep zone where you're defending and 
waiting for your chance to counterattack. And if you're playing in CQ Arena, that's, if you really think about it, that's a good formula for success because it's very easy to play counterattack soccer on a field like the, the size of CQ Arena, but it kind of changes things now that it's, we know that it's in Rochester. Yep. I, I still think Baltimore gets the win. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, I completely agree. All right. So then Baltimore sweeps. So now we have uh, St. Louis traveling to Utica to face my city FC. You know, St. Louis is a really good team. And if I recall, last time you guys played each other, St. Louis beat you. Um, St. Louis won the first game. Utica ended up winning the second game 11-5. to Yes, but that was in St. Louis. I'm talking about last time St. Louis visited Utica. St. Louis has not visited Utica yet. Okay, then I'm completely on track. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, here's the thing. Um, St. Louis is good, but we're coming, you know, they're coming into uh, a Utica team that's gotten the rest, and I think that's going to make a difference. Granted, St. Louis gets the rest too, but I think you put the teams up against each other and Utica is at home assuming that that conference is going to be in goal I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be and you put all those things together I, I think it's a win for Utica oh absolutely um, I mean St. Louis is pretty much in the same boat as Baltimore right now where the playoffs they, they need to start winning games to be considered for the playoffs and they didn't really help their cause any losing in Florida and barely beating Orlando. They they came back right. in that game and they barely beat Orlando. Well, right, and that's the thing. It, and it goes back to what I've said about St. Louis all season. You know, you said if they want to be considered for playoffs, they got to start winning games. Well, I'm going to kind of piggyback that a little bit and say, if you want to win games, you got to play four good quarters of soccer. And I've said all season, they haven't been able to do that yet. Yes, yes, they've won games, but they haven't won games convincingly where I can say, okay, St. Louis is somebody that I think could make the playoffs. I do not think I would go on record right now and say I do not think the St. Louis Ambush make the playoffs. I, I just don't. No. I agree with you. Um, I mean, they've improved, don't get me wrong, but yeah. that those those top four teams in the East right now, I, I mean, they're, they're pretty good. And they've played some consistent soccer, which something St. Louis needs to do. And and I'm sure they'll do it towards the end of the season, but I think it's going to be a little too late. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's going to be a little too little too late type of scenario. Now, I will say this. 
and I will take this to a third stop. I think if I was to have to choose between St. Louis and Kansas City to make a run at the playoffs, I will say I, I would take Kansas City before I would take St. Louis. You know, only, I... only because anytime you got guys like uh, you know, Leo Gibson and you still have your old veteran cores um, guys that can score, you know, it's hard to bet against a guy like Leo Gibson and Granted, yes, St. Louis has guys that could score too, obviously. Tony Walsh, um, Nasa Mitchell, um, um, you know, they just picked up Anthony Grant, um, JT Thomas. You know, they got guys that could score too, but I, it, it, it's very difficult for me to bet against a guy like Leo Gibson. See, if you were, if you, I'm going to disagree with you because you disagree with me all the time and I feel like it's necessary. (laughs) I, I honestly would pick St. Louis over Kansas City. Um, If, if a team were to make a run, I, I, I've seen both teams play some really good soccer, but I, I don't know. It's something about St. Louis. Uh, and I think it's going to it's coming down to the keeper, the goalkeeper for me. Like Paulo yeah. Nas- Nascimento is one of the most, and I've said this before, we've said it before, is one of the most underrated goalkeepers Absolutely. in the entire league. And I, I think he keeps them in games. And, and I think if it, if you, if it boils down to it, St. Louis or Kansas City, I, I would take St. Louis. And plus, they have a great, I mean, great offense. I mean... Oh, yeah, they do. And I mean, you know, I talked to Nassimento about that a couple of days ago, and I think he's coming on the show if you're available Monday. If you're not, I'll just do it myself. But, you know, I've talked to him about the offense in St. Louis, and I said, if you guys can just can put a full game together and you guys can put things together, maybe not this season, but next season, you're going to be crazy dangerous. You are going to be absolutely considered as a playoff team if you can put things together next season. But the funny thing is we kind of said that at the the end of last season too. So, because because St. Louis didn't do awful last season, if I recall. No, they weren't. But... No, it wasn't bad. I mean, they weren't a bad team. But, I mean, right now, that Eastern, that the top four. I mean, if you put St. Louis or Kansas City in the Western Conference, right now, they are in a position to make the playoffs. But, okay, let me ask you this. At what point is saying... We're going to get better every year. Not good enough. At what point is it, okay, we're getting better every year, but at some point we have to make the playoffs? Because I think that has to be the mentality in St. Louis right now. If I've ever, 
if I'm Everton, I'm saying, you know what? Yes, we've improved steadily the last couple of years, but now it's time to really, really put our feet in the ground and make a run at the playoffs. And I don't think it's going to be this year, but I think next year you have to think that it's got to be the mindset of, you know, getting better isn't good enough at this point. We have to be a playoff team. Absolutely. Yeah, like, uh, yeah your, your main goal every season is to get, to get better. Right. Um, but I, I think... And I think Florida's a perfect example of that. What Florida was not really a good team last season. No. What, what, what did were. they do? But what did they do? They went out and got people. With but St. It with but St. It Louis, St. Louis, they got rid of Justin Stinson, Zach Reggett. Where would this team be with those guys? They would be a playoff team. I guarantee you, if they still have those two guys... St. Louis would be a playoff team because you look at the roster they have right now with the addition of Tony Walls, with the with JT Thomas, with Deduca, with the goalkeeping of Paulo. I don't think there's any question if Justin Stinson and Zach Reagan were on this team that they would be a playoff team. Not to mention you factor in Nasamento, who is their leader in that team. So there's no question. If if those guys were still there, I think St. Louis is in probably the top three. Maybe four, but I would say top three. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's gonna come down to I mean, you've got you've got the key pieces. It's just getting that depth. I think what I think what it is is I think Everton has to look outside the box a little bit. I, I think you stop going after these Brazilian guys and you bring in guys here with this league and you bring in veteran guys that know the game that can join Nascimento, that can join, you know, that back line with Pablo, that can, and now Jonathan Santos, that can join, you know, the attack of J.T. Thomas, and you know, you bring in guys that are familiar rather than bringing in these Brazilian guys, which don't get me wrong, they've done really well, but I think at some point you have to be able to blend the two a little bit more than what he's doing, and I think if he does that, you're going to see a little bit more success in St. Louis. I'm not saying that the formula isn't working because clearly it is. But I think it would work even more if you blended experience with Brazilian players and if you could put those two together, I, I think you're looking at a... St. Louis team that could be a very formidable playoff team. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I mean, I'm not criticizing Everton at all. I'm just saying there are plenty of people that you could because let's be honest, it used to be nobody wanted to go to St. Louis because 
who marched to be with the 1 to 19 team. But then you start winning and you see guys like Tony Wolves and Anthony Grant wanting to come over and they're doing well. So I think the more and more St. Louis does well, the more and more you're going to be able to draw people to come play with you. And maybe they have to adapt the formula of Florida. Hey, if we want to win, we have to bring in guys. I think, okay, let me ask you this. And this is the last thing I'm going to say about this game. Do you think it was a smart move to get rid of those two guys? No. Uh, uh, here's the thing. With with a team like, like St. Louis, if, if they had good moments last season, why? I mean, why let these guys go? They were like your core, core guys, and it just it boggles my mind to let to let them go. So I, I don't know. It, well, and you know the other thing you have to think about: only one of the two guys are doing well with their respective teams. Zach Reagan is doing really well in Florida, but Justin Stinson. Well, I, I think Stinson. I I think Stinson's doing okay. I mean, he's not like lighting up the league, but he's he's doing pretty well, um, right right next to Frank Tayu in, in Ontario. Yeah, but I, I think he would have more success had he stayed in St. Louis. Oh, I agree. Because it's kinda like and I'll be the first to admit I was dead wrong when I said this. But I said to you that you know, when you take a team, when you take a player on a team that is basically required to do, and you put them on a team where they're not required to do well each and every game, you're going to see the difference. And I think that's what you're kind of seeing in the case of Justin Stinson. Not so much Zach, because Zach is doing really, really well in Florida, but I do think it's a case of, if I'm not required to do well, you're going to see my numbers drop a little bit. Right. Alright, so what's the next game? Since I've talked like an hour about this. So you, you, you picked Utica, right? Of course. Why okay. would I not? Okay. Um, okay, so the next game is Dallas facing Florida in Dallas. I get to go with Florida every day. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be Florida. Um, I mean, they're they're playing probably some of the best soccer in the league right now. So yeah. If if Dallas was a more consistent team. It might cause me to go the other way, but because they're so inconsistent, I, I can't feasibly turn Dallas in that game. Right. All right. So the next game is Sonora at Turlock. That might, that might actually be an intriguing game. 
because Sherlock plays pretty well at home. If it wasn't Sonora, I would probably say it's a no-brainer. But I, I, I'm going to go with Sonora, but I would not at all be surprised if Sherlock wins the game. Well, funny you mention that. I'm going to take Turlock. Yeah. Um, the last time these two teams met in Turlock, I do believe the Express won. They did, yes. So, uh, I mean, Sonora's used to a small field, but, um, yeah, I, I, I just think I think Turlock um, is going to come out on top of this you one. You know what's interesting? If Turlock does win this game... They could be in that playoff conversation too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> okay. So the next game, this is, I'm going to say, this is probably the game I'm most interested in watching. Harrisburg going out west to play Tacoma. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that's probably it. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Um, that's a hard one for me. Yeah, think. yeah, it is. <laughs> just because, honestly, you're looking at a team that just beat Monterey, right? But you're looking at a Harrisburg team that has been playing really well all season, whereas... Tacoma, they've been rather inconsistent lately. So, well, all season, really. Um, I, you know what? I, I'm gonna go on in a little bit. I'm gonna say Harrisburg. You know, uh, nothing against Tacoma. I mean, both teams are coming off great wins. I mean, Tacoma beating undefeated Monterey, fantastic. Yes. Absolutely. Harrisburg, but I think I think Harrisburg's victory over Baltimore is more significant. Yeah. No, because, I because I mean because it's those two teams fighting for that playoff spot. Well well, and we talked about it last week. Yes, Monterey is winning games, but it's not like they're convincing wins every single week. They've, they've looked like they are a beatable team, and it just so happened to call the wins the team to actually do it. Exactly. So, so yeah, I I have to take Harrisburg. I think if Harrisburg really wants to be considered a playoff team, this is the game that you need to win. You need to win games against that Western Conference because if you can beat a team like Tacoma which by the way is I'm not saying they're bad I'm just saying they're inconsistent but if you can beat a team like them that gives you more belief that okay I can beat anybody within that Western Conference now do I think Harrisburg would beat a team like San Diego? No. I don't, but do I think they'll beat Tacoma? Yes, absolutely I do. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I see I see this being a really close game, but I oh, I, yeah. I just think Harrisburg's uh, got a little more firepower. You know what? 
the other part of it too is it all depends how well Danny Waltman plays too. Well, that's what I said last week. I said in order for Tacoma to win, Danny Waltman's going to have to stand on his head and look what happened. Yeah, and he did. He absolutely did. Okay, so St. Louis, after playing Utica, travels to Rochester to face the Lancers. Uh, You know, my brain is like, you know what, the Lancers could actually win this game just because, you know, St. Louis is going to Utica playing a really tough opponent that plays really well at home. They're really physical. I think Utica is going to make them work really, really hard defensively. So they're going to be tired going into Rochester, but I, I still confident that St. Louis gets that win. Okay. So you remember how I was telling you that I had Rochester winning one or two games and one was coming up. And let me guess, this is the game. This is the game. I am taking the Rochester Lancers to win. Wow. Hey, I picked Tacoma to beat Monterey. So, I mean, if I go if no, I go two but, for two. But you know what, though? It, it is completely feasible. Absolutely. Because, because like I just said, you're playing against a Utica team that's going to push you to the limit defensively. And they're going to make you fight for every goal that you score. So you're going to be tired on both sides of the ball. And then you're going up against a Rochester team that just played Milwaukee. And quite frankly, in the first half, played very well against Milwaukee. So yes, I I do agree with you. It is feasible that Rochester could win this game. Do I think it'll happen? No. Yes. Yes, it will. Um, Okay. So, Florida, like every other team that plays like Dallas, has to play Mesquite the next night. Or vice versa. So, the next night, uh, Florida plays Mesquite in Mesquite. Well, I've got a record saying that I love Mesquite. I think they're a great team. You know, I think they'll be right there in that Western Conference playoff fight. But, you know what? I, I just love Florida too much. It's, it's going to be very hard for me to root against Florida in any game that they play. And I, I just don't think Mesquite's going to be able to beat them. So I will take Florida. As will I. Okay, so the next game is Ontario versus Sonora in Ontario. Well, we know what happened last time Sonora went to Ontario. I mean, Ontario had the big lead and they lost the lead and they lost the game. You know, I'm not impressed with Ontario defensively. I think they're, quite frankly, really poor defensively. But I think in this game, Ontario gets the job done. I think 
you know, anytime you you lose a big lead going into the end of the game, and ultimately you you lose the game, it it's it's going to teach you a lesson of what not to do the next time, and I think that's going to be the case here. I think Ontario gets the win over Sonora. I'm gonna agree with you. Um, I. I still think Ontario is going to be a tough team to beat this season. We just haven't seen... But they have their... to. They have to play well defensively, and that's just not something that they're doing. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's a matter of, of chemistry. I mean, we've seen it in Florida. Yeah. Florida is no, like... I, I agree. So I, I just think it's going to boil down to uh, chemistry. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I do. And I I really hope that they can get it together because it would be really shocking if Ontario does not make the playoffs. I, I would be absolutely shocked. I, you know, to think that Ontario is not able to get into that top four is it's something that really just it would blow my mind quite frankly if you if you said to me that a team like Mesquite makes the playoffs over a team like Ontario I would be like wait what but right now that that's where we're headed that's where we're headed so I think this is a must-win game, just like we've said about Baltimore. I think any game from now on for Ontario is a must-win game if they want to even remotely be considered in the playoff talks. I agree. I agree. I mean, would you be completely shocked if... Ontario didn't make the playoffs. I mean, take away the fact that they played pretty poorly, but if if you add on to the fact, like, it's Ontario. Like, and they have free time, and they don't make the playoffs. Wouldn't that be kind of like a mind trick for you? Like... Oh yeah, I mean, I would be completely surprised if Ontario didn't make the playoffs. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Okay, so I think this is the game everyone's looking forward to um, this week. We've got Monterey hosting San Diego. Yeah, you know, I... Huh. Again, it's hard for me because Monterey only has one loss. San Diego has two losses. But but again, Monterey hasn't looked as good as San Diego has looked. So even though it's in Monterey, I, I have to take San Diego. I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take San Diego. And I think the reason why is San Diego wants to avenge last year's loss to Monterey. Right. Um, and 
I think they also want to win this game because it will help them towards a number one seed in the playoffs, which is huge this year. Well, I think think San Diego. I think San Diego has more to play for than Monterey. Well, and if you and if you lose this game. It's gotta be completely detrimental to your mindset, right? Because okay, we lost the the semi-final matchup team last year, and then we come in and we don't beat you this year. So I don't know. To me it's gotta be there's gotta be some effect on your psychological impact there because now you're own for two against a team that you thought you could beat, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I mean, I think, and, and plus, I mean, San Diego's last game they lost to Baltimore, so they're they're kind of well, yeah. They exactly. need to they need to start a new winning streak, and what better way to start a new winning streak than well, to go into Monterey and, and, I mean, and win? I mean, let's not forget, San Diego still has to play Florida. San Diego still has to play Milwaukee. So if if you start losing these games, you go from that number one spot possibly down to probably well, at low it's probably number two. But still, it, it, you don't want to lose games towards the end of a season. And Granted, we've got a long way to go. We're only at the halfway point. But again, you still have to play the likes of Monterey and Monterey. You're still going to have to play Milwaukee. And you still have to play Florida, who is arguably number one in the league right now. Which, not even arguably, they are number one in the league right now, I think. So, I mean... If I'm San Diego, you got to win these games just to prove that you're championship-worthy. Because right now, if I was to look at Florida and San Diego in the final, I might have to take Florida. Absolutely. All right. So the final game is, this is actually, that's actually on Monday night. So Tuesday night, Sonora post San Diego. You know, here's the interesting thing about San Diego at home, right? They are really, really, really bad defensively at home. For some reason, they let play, they let teams come in, they score early, they score often, and then San Diego is fighting to win games at home. Now, if you look at San Diego on the road, it's completely different. They're actually, in my opinion, they're better defensively at home. I'm sorry. Defensively on the road than they are at home. So, so if I'm Sonora, I go into San Diego and I, I say, okay, let's go quickly. Let's score one or two goals really quick. Get San Diego on the back foot and force them to use that offense that get back into the game. And don't get me wrong, San Diego has an offense that can score five goals very quickly. But to me, it all depends on 
how San Diego plays defensively. I think San Diego gets the win, but I would not be surprised if it's a one-goal game. Well, funny you, funny you pick San Diego. Because I'm going to go with another upset. I'm yeah. going to take... I'm going to take Sonora over San Diego in this game. I mean, like I said, I, I would not uh, at all be surprised if it is Sonora that wins the game, but uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear why you're taking Sonora. Well, Sonora has played really, really well at home lately. I mean, they they defeated Ontario, they've defeated Mesquite, um, yeah. So I, I think at home, Sonora is is very, very comfortable. And San Diego coming off a huge game against Monterey, I think they're not going to have a lot of time to recover. While on the other hand, Sonora, I mean, yeah, granted, this will be their third game in four or five days. But I, I think it's the home field that... That's okay, the deciding factor. Okay, me. but devil's advocate here, like I just told you, San Diego plays much better defensively on the road than they do at home. Well, I mean, they didn't. They didn't show it against Baltimore. So no, I mean, they didn't. But they were also, you know, you know, I, I see all your points. I do because. It's kind of the exact same scenario of last week where, okay, we just got done playing a game. We won our first game, but now we have to go on the road. And it very well could be a repeat of what happened in Baltimore because it's it's basically identical situation, right? Because it's you're looking at a situation where it's identical. You play on the road before, the night before, in Monterey, and then you're going on into a Sonora venue that's smaller, just like Baltimore was. And so it'll be interesting to see how they do, but I I do agree with you with the fact that I would not at all be surprised if it does go the other way. Yeah, I mean, it, it could go, it could go either way. I mean, it's it's going to be a great game regardless. But I just something about Sonora at home lately is is leading me towards picking him. Um, no, I I I see your point because they have played really well. I mean, look what they did against Mesquite. They they. It was a really close game, and towards the end, they kind of poured it on when they needed to, and they ended up beating Mesquite at home. So, so yeah, they they do play very well at home. But I will I will give that to you, which which makes me wonder if if they get if they get picked to play against and they get that second game at home, could they play the role of spoiler if they make the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, it's... That's that's an interesting thought, but... I mean... 
I, you know, anything could happen in this league, and we've seen it for the first nine weeks of the season. I think we will continue to see it. I mean, obviously, one of the games that I'm chomping at the bit to see this season is Milwaukee and San Diego because I remember sitting there wondering last year. I, I wondered to myself, what would it have been like if it was. Milwaukee and San Diego in the final, but it was in San Diego. And I, I'm so excited for the wave to go to Patonga Arena because I think it's going to be hilarious to hear Craig Elston and Nate Amarillo call that game because I don't think they've ever had to call a game against Milwaukee. Uh-huh. I don't know. I could have sworn that Milwaukee did play in San Diego, but I could be wrong. I they know. played in Tacoma. I do know that. Oh, yeah. I know we played in Tacoma. Yeah. But I'm not sure that we've ever played in San Diego. I don't know. How's the video game going? You sound like you're doing pretty well. Uh, no. I'm stuck in a spot, so. Yeah. That happens. Hey man, well, you know what? I'm going to let you go because it's been a long day for you. So we will get together again next week. Hopefully I will be able to get Lucas Almeida on the show. I don't know why I can say Lucas Nazimento. I apologize for that. Um, Lucas Almeida on the show on Monday. And... If you're available, that would be great. If not, I will be sure to post it so you can listen to it. And we will definitely find a day next week to um, recap these games that we just talked about. And as always, good luck in uh, fantasy MSO. You're going to need it as usual. As usual, yeah. I kind of went out on a limb this week with my Um, but... Oh, and by the way, don't forget to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Go Chiefs. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game regardless. Oh, no. I'm going to put some, I'm going to go to, uh, they have sports betting now in New York State. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go bet on the game. Are you really? I am. I'm not buying you a new house if you lose your house, just to let you know. What's that? I said I'm not buying you a new house if you lose your house. Oh, that's yeah. alright. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet a lot. But uh, I'm definitely gonna put some money down on the game. I think. Do they have? Do they have horse racing there too? They do. Yeah. Because I remember when I lived in Wisconsin, I used to go to the. Uh, the dog track to bet on the the greyhounds. Yeah, they've got they've got all sorts of horse racing and whatnot here too. So yeah, I, I love I'm not very good at that either. So oh no, I'm horrible at that. I, I would never do that. I'd rather play a game of blackjack to be honest. Yeah, something something else. Yeah, anything so, else. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you take it easy, and I'll catch you next week, my friend. All right, we'll talk soon. All right, bud. See you later. Bye.